0: Many of us are just starting out, buying a home, having babies, and building wealth. Be sure to add securing your family's future to your to-do list by establishing a will or trust at trustandwill.com. At trustandwill.com, setting up an estate plan is simple, convenient, and secure. For as little as $39, you can nominate guardians for your children, determine who gets your stuff, and plan for future medical care from the comfort of your home. Hiring a traditional estate attorney can cost thousands, and using a one-size-fit-all template is not nearly specialized enough. Trust and Will documents are designed by estate planning experts and customized for the state you live in. And with their live customer service support seven days a week, TrustandWill.com's team is available to answer any questions you have while setting up your plan. Trust and Will has a quiz that you can take to see what fits your personal needs. And they are the most trusted name in the online estate planning category. They're a leader on Trustpilot, and they've helped hundreds of thousands of people protect their families, assets, and legacy. Gain peace of mind at trustandwill.com slash heygirl and get 10% off plus free shipping of your customized legal documents. Don't wait, go right now. This is really important. Get 10% off plus free shipping at trustandwill.com slash heygirl. Again, that's trustandwill.com slash heygirl. Hey everyone, I hope you're doing well. Just popping in here because I recently was on a podcast called Everything Belongs. The host, Madison Morrigan, is awesome and we had a really amazing conversation i wanted to share a snippet of that chat with you here so i hope you enjoy it hi i'm alex l and i write books for a living the hey girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind hey girl hey girl hey girl hey girl girl. join us as we journey through sharing together
1: Alex, Thank you so much for joining me on Everything Belongs. I have been an admirer of your work, your writing, and honestly, the grace you show up in on social media. Do people tell you that a lot?
0: People do tell me that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for yeah, having me.
1: You're welcome. I'm, I'm curious, actually, is that intentional? Like, do you show up on social media with such grace on purpose? Or is that just you? I
0: would say both. I think it's really important to be gracious with ourselves and then be able to like exhibit that in real time and give other people permission to do the same. So yes, I give myself grace in real life. And also, yes, because I'm a writer, I, sh- I have to show up from a space of graciousness. I find when I'm sharing my work, especially in books or on social or what have you, because I just find that that's really important and it builds community. So yes to both of those things.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm consistently inspired. And even before the interview was just scrolling your feed and kind of getting in this zone of connecting with your energy. And it was just like honestly taken aback of it seems so intentional and I'm just like drawing some lessons around my own like need to jab at controversy (laughs) that Mm. that it seems uh, and I love grace there's a part of me that like is a disruptor and really am taking notes on how you show up and the way that you share your work and that it's it's so nourishing
0: thank you that really makes me happy to hear especially this week I've had a pretty tender week around self-doubt and imposter syndrome. I've been doing a lot of inner child work. I'm actually in the middle of hosting my uh, Pathway to Peace course, which is all centered around inner child journaling. So I'm not surprised that I'm feeling super tender with myself and, you know, just to have a community on and offline, you know, affirm me in the ways that I find. It's so easy for me to affirm others, but when it comes to myself, I really have to work through, you know, so many hurdles. And I think that's important to note here, especially because a lot of folks think that I like have it all together. And it's just like, you know, no one has it all together. (laughs) And there are these moments where it's like, how can I hold myself in a light of grace, especially through adversity, especially when things feel tender and challenging. I mean, how can I be as humanly human as I can with myself and with my process? So showing up in a space of vulnerability um, not only nurtures myself, but I found that it nurtures the community interacting and engaging with my work.
1: Yeah, it really does foster a sense of community. You mentioned adversity and being able to show up in grace, in vulnerability, amongst adversity. And I'm curious what your background is and how you came, you're a writer, you're a podcaster, you're a mother, you host courses, and I'm really curious your journey and what you alchemized To create the art in life you have? Wow,
0: Uh, that's a big question. In a nutshell, I will share that I was a very sad kid, battled with depression, battled with feelings of being unloved, walked through some pretty intense what I now call abuse at the hands of my parents, specifically my mother, physical and emotional abuse, and I always felt displaced and writing was how I found my place in the world. Writing is where I was able to put my pain down. Writing was eventually the catalyst for me putting my joy down too. So because I was such a emotionally challenged kid, I found that I really wanted to, like when I turned 18, I just knew that it was time to shift and I had become a mother very young. I was 18 when I had my first daughter and I just knew it was time Time for a change and it was time for me to take my power back I have that language now I didn't have that language then and it was time for me to choose to do something different and to be someone different for myself for this kid that I had and for my future self my future children and my husband who I'm with now so it's like I don't know. The journey is ever flowing. And writing has been the curator for my healing and my practice of self-discovery. And I actually was gifted writing in therapy. Um, I had a really amazing therapist who just spoke life into me and she gave me journaling as a tool to keep in what she called my emotional toolbox. And I was really able to just work through my pain my trauma feelings of abandonment feelings of uncertainty of self-doubt etc and um, it's been it's been so eye-opening I'm 31 now and I'm raising three daughters and I have a husband and we're in a healthy friendship <laughs> partnership marriage and I just never would have thought I would be here standing in abundance today because I had such a challenging upbringing and view of myself in the world. So it feels only right that writing called me as a professional person, like come and do this work because it saved me. Writing saved me. And if I can help other people discover their truth and their power through writing practice, that is where the true abundance lies, right? It's like being able to give other people their voice like my therapist gave me mine through writing practice and through reading. So I hope I answered your question, but that's really kind of what I would say to that. I love Squarespace. They make AlexL.com look bomb. I have been a customer for years now, so having them as a sponsor for this show makes me thrilled. If you are unfamiliar with Squarespace, here's the deal. They inspire millions of dreamers, makers, and doers by providing them with the tools they need to bring their creative ideas to life. On Squarespace's dynamic all-in-one platform, customers can build a website, claim a domain, sell online, and market a brand. Simple, easy, beautiful. Their products combine cutting-edge design, this is so important, and world-class engineering, making it easier than ever to establish your online presence. Squarespace is perfect for people who are ready to make their ideas a reality and for those who want those ideas to stand out. There is no other platform I would ever use outside of Squarespace. Just isn't going to happen. I want you to fall in love with them too. So head to squarespace.com slash heygirl for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code heygirl to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash heygirl and use offer code heygirl to send 10% off of your first purchase of a website or domain. Join me. You'll never have a more beautiful website. I'm telling you.
1: Yeah, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. I mean, there are a number of things in your story that I think a lot of people will relate to as far as having early childhood adversity and having depression or being really sad from the abuse that you were experiencing. And as children, we don't have that language. You alluded to not having the language for abuse, but looking back having a different understanding of like why you were sad and why these things were coming up. And then also being a mother quite young. Mm -hmm. And whenever I hear women and just other people talk about those experiences, adversity in childhood, becoming a mother really young, often people can use that to disqualify themselves from what they really want. And I'm wondering if that wasn't the experience for you. And if so, how you moved through some of those stories or beliefs. So, I think
0: a lot of the stories that I had around being a mother really young was. Coming from other people. And while, you know, I do not advocate for teen pregnancy, it was hard as hell. I was not in a relationship with the father. Um, My parents, after the initial shock and disappointment and anger and all of that, helped me co parent my daughter. They helped me raise her the first four and a half years of her life. So, you know, a lot of the story that was coming was coming from folks who were scared for me. And I was scared for myself, but I knew that I had to make a choice. I made this really big choice to have a kid at 18. So now I have to make this really big choice to be the woman I want to be, not only for her, but for myself. So some of those stories sounded like you're never going to be able to get anything done. You're going to be another statistic, young, Black, unwed. No one is going to want you. You're going to be impoverished. You're going to repeat these generational cycles and traumas with your kids and like just some really like wild things that I find really does defeat people. I made the choice, I made the choice to do something different and I think that everyone has the power of choice in some way, shape or form and I refused to be what people thought I was going to be. And um, I had to work really hard to get there. I had to work really, really hard to get there and to not allow my own stories, my own self-doubt to seep in and throw me off track, because there were plenty of moments when my depression got the best of me, when my anxiety got the best of me, when I questioned, you know, the path I took. But I can honestly say that without the path that I took, I would not be the woman I am today. I would not be the mother I am today. I would not be the wife I am today, the friend, the person, the human being that I am today. So, you know, my pathway was not ideal. My pathway was challenging. But now looking back, I see how my choices leading up to today as this 31-year-old woman raising three kids in a healthy love with herself and her partner, that my path liberated me. And I just want people to know that whatever path you take, however adverse it may be, whatever trauma that you've faced and rejection that you've faced or doubt or pain or abuse, that you can absolutely overcome and you can absolutely shift and change. And I think there's so much power in that word can and then making the choice to take the steps to do so. This year... I'm refocusing on what it means to take care of myself and it couldn't be easier than with Daily Harvest. They've been the one thing that makes me feel better about my day and myself and what I'm putting in my body. I'm really loving their harvest bowls and the smoothies. My kids adore smoothies and I have never had an easier smoothie experience than with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers delicious food all built on organic fruits and vegetables and it comes right to your door. It literally takes minutes to prepare, and I never have to think twice if the food I'm eating is good for me because it is. It's absolutely delicious, fresh, clean, and just my new favorite thing. Daily Harvest is ready when you are. Everything stays fresh in your freezer until you're ready to enjoy it, so you waste less food too. No need to overthink any of your meals for the week with Daily Harvest smoothies for breakfast, crisp flat breads for lunch or dinner, and food that's perfect for cooler weather, like their perfectly roasted harvest bowls and soups. Daily Harvest never uses preservatives, added sugar, or artificial anything, and they just launched their first ever plant-based milk collection, starting with almond milk. Daily Harvest milk is made of only almonds and a dash of sea salt. That is it. Plus, I can actually stay stocked up since everything stays fresh till I'm ready to use it, aka no more mad dashes to the grocery store when I need almond milk for my smoothies or a splash for my coffee in the morning. They are committed to minimizing their environmental impact. They're in process of transitioning to 100% compostable, recyclable, plant-based, and renewable fiber packaging. Daily Harvest is undeniably delicious, clean food without any of the prep. Get started today. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code HEYGIRL to get $25 off your very first box. That's promo code HEYGIRL for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. That's dailyharvest.com.
1: Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And even the emphasis on choice, while choice coincided with some very real things like depression and anxiety and all of the stories that are cultural narratives, familial narratives that each of us hold in our own different way. I'm curious to know about the resources that you were able to grab onto that allowed you to make choices that shape the life you have and I know you talk about self-care you talk about community care and I'm assuming there are more so I would love to hear you expand upon that so you mean just in general or? Through your 20s, I mean, in this entire season of cultivating, I mean, you've cultivated a life above and beyond abundance, in my opinion, like looking at the creative life that flows from you and the nurturing love you give your family. And even like I mentioned in the beginning that flows onto social media, it's like it overflows from you kind of abundance. And I, may, I guess I'm making the assumption that there were resources that you – grabbed a hold of internal and external that supported you to make the choices that cultivated the life you have now?
0: I knew from a very young age, according to my Nana, that I wanted to work for myself. And did I know I was going to be an author? No, I'm a journalism dropout student. I did not think I was going to be writing books for a living. I did not think I was going to be writing at all for a living. So let me just say that that writing literally chose me, which is a whole nother story in itself. But my grandmother told me that when I was seven, I looked at her and I said, when I get older, I'm going to work for myself so that I can be home with my family. And that stemmed from... My mom working, climbing her way up the corporate ladder and my grandmother doing a lot for us, especially with me and childcare and really being an active part of my life growing up. And I don't remember saying that, but she does. I've always leaned into my creativity. I mean, just... Um, Even when I was in like middle school, I used to make t-shirts and sell them out of my locker. And I got in trouble for that, actually. I, in college, I took an entrepreneurship class. This is what actually encouraged me to drop out of school. And I'm not encouraging that for other people, but that was my pathway. I took an entrepreneurship class and my final project was a skincare line. And my teacher was like, this is great you should do this. You should absolutely do this. And I was just like, huh, like I can do this. And he goes, oh my gosh, yes. And he was just, he just took to me and really supported me in his language. And I, you know, I I haven't spoken to him since Uh, he ran a bakery in a small town near us. And I did it. I started my very first skincare line. It It was hair care at the time, skin and hair care called Safi Hair Care, which consisted of like hair butters and body oils. And it was, really successful for the first time and I leaned into my creativity for being a first-time entrepreneur when I was what I think I was like 19 or 20 or 21 something very very young and from then on I was just like this is I love making things I love poetry and you know I want to do this and of course I had other jobs in between time but I always came back to my creative heart And I had to figure it out. I really had to figure a lot of things out on my own. And one of the main resources that I say that I have was the support of my family, especially being a young mother. Uh, My family, meaning my mom and my stepdad, because they were the ones helping me raise her. I was able to leave the baby with them while I went to school and went to work and all of those things. And my oldest daughter is now 12. So time has really flown. And I was able to build my career, unbeknownst to me, I didn't know that this is the pathway it was gonna take by just staying dedicated to knowing that at the end of the day, I knew that I wanted to be self-employed. I knew that I wanted to make things. I knew that I wanted to write poetry. I didn't think I would be writing poetry or anything professionally, but I just knew that there was something bigger than working for someone else. And my last job was, oh my gosh, almost nine years ago. And I had a successful first book out at the time. And I was still doing my skincare here and there. And I was making jewelry. And you know, I don't know, I was just kind of this, (laughs) looking back, I was just Kind of this creative wandering soul trying to find her way and her footing. And I worked this job, a nonprofit in DC. I had a really not very nice boss, and I knew that I wanted to transition out of there. And and my pathway to, you know, writing had really become clear. And I knew that I wanted to write professionally, and I knew that I had to leave my job in order to do that. And I had been saving my money and, you know, just stacking and preparing and um, i went to put in my two weeks notice and my boss begged me to stay and i was like huh maybe I'm not ready. Maybe this asking of me to stay is my sign that I'm not ready and that I need to continue on at this job and continue selling books on the side and, you know, whatever. So I stayed. And two, it's so in- interesting how the, the universe works. Two weeks to the day that I put my notice in and he asked me to stay, he called me a low budget employee and to not forget my place at the organization and that I'm not needed and I'm not necessary. And I was like whoa so that's what the universe was trying to tell me get out of here (laughs) but I didn't and I got kicked in the butt by the universe when he said that and I was like I quit on the spot actually write about this in my new book that's the opening of the book it's called change and I go through it's a very hilarious essay and also extremely emotional but I quit on the spot and I left he deactivated my metro card when I walked out the door he was very nasty to me and I never looked back and then two weeks to the day of me leaving, I got a call from Ohio State University to come teach my first workshop and come speak to their students. And I got paid more than I had ever gotten paid in my life at one time. And I was like, wow. Thanks for listening to that snippet of my chat with Madison Morrigan of Everything Belongs. If you want to hear our entire conversation, head over to the episode notes and you'll find the link there. Take good care and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC Zone Kokai. The Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L.